Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. I'm sure this is on your mind because it's been on my mind since we talked about it on last night's show, right at the very tail end. Richie off to the cinema after last night's yes. programme with his friend who's a fireman. What's his name? Yeah, James, yeah. Big James, big lad. Yeah, big lad. And you guys, we were just talking... Long rather than big. How do you mean? He's long. Okay. Yeah. Like lanky. Yeah, well, yeah, tall, yeah. Could, I suppose it helps if you're a fireman, you can kind of peer exactly, into windows yeah, and stuff don't like that. Yeah, don't need a ladder, really. Carry, yeah, just people just walk up his back. So we were worried <laughs> about, uh, we were just getting into it about whether you're going to sit exactly right next to each other in the cinema yeah. or you're going to put a spacer seat between you. What happened? Uh, well, I can report that June is very good um, and as a result, the cinema was very busy so there was uh, no ability to put a space between the two of us. Oh, OK, that's a shame. But the seating arrangements were right at the top of the aisle so we were able to stretch our legs right out down the stairs. <laughs> I bet that helped him with his lanky legs. <laughs> well, he, he went down about six stairs. Mine were just going over one. <laughs> We'd like to personally welcome you to the Home Time Show. No strings attached. Fun on a Thursday afternoon. My name is Mud. My name is Mud at home right now. It's so good to be here with you because at least you're looking at me and you see someone that you like. Well, I hope that's the case. I do. I do. You, you are. Uh, this is like a safe haven for you if you if you got any heat. Uh, for a second day running, right, and I, I'm holding my hands up, I know I've made the mistake, but for a second day running, I've driven off with the pushchair in the boot of the car. Pushchair's no use in the boot of the car when it's parked in a station car park and not at home, providing transportation for a toddler. That is a nightmare because, you know, trying to get them to manoeuvre around, our kids are kind of the same age, uh, yeah. trying to get them to manoeuvre around our youngest is a bit of a nightmare without wheels. And it's one of those ones where you apologise and go, oh no, I'm so sorry, I really that has really inconvenienced you and it's going to make for a nightmare afternoon. You get the whole, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's yeah, but fine. I did it yesterday as well. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Honestly, it's fine. But you know, actually, actually, right now, your name is Rudd. It's Mud. I think uh, once it's an accident, two shows you don't care. Yeah. And then I imagine you're probably being talked about in a kind of hot ear type way. You know, two, your ears are burning. Two kind of shows that you haven't actually given it a thought. And that's that's yeah. the worst thing. Well, sure, for me, I, I'm on a good run at the moment. Normally I am in, like, my name's Mud for something in our house. But I did get a t- well, I call it a ticket, which is like less than name being Mud. Mm. Get almost like a pulled over and given a ticket for putting Thea's socks on. And I use inverted commas here, lazily. How do you put on socks lazily? Sometimes I'm not that uh, um, fastidious about checking whether, like, the heel is in the heel bit or where the heel bit is. I'd say they're on. They're technically on. They're around our ankles. If your name is Mud, do get in touch. Tell us your name. Why is it daubed in mud? I'd I'd like to hear. Make me feel better. Uh, Someone here is at least trying to help, saying, as a reprieve, Richie, who left the pushchair in the boot? Were you both in the car? Oh, I I wouldn't go down that route, man. No, it's not what I'm going to take. Suck it up, do your time. Uh, the brilliantly named Robert Radford... Oh, close. ...has just tweeted the show. He says, uh, it's always mud, my name. I let the cat in and sleep upstairs again. Uh, my partner finds the smallest hair on the landing, even after a vacuum and lint roll. Oh, that's 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 next level. Lint rolling carpet. But if, you've got, cat. if you've got a cat, though, you've got to expect a bit of hair, you know. Exactly. Who's your partner? The woman off of misery? <laughs> Wait a cock-a-doodle minute? So, obviously, part of the heat that you're getting is you're not going to use it. Maybe... I can meet you at a car park and you can do me a few laps. <laughs> uh, Sam says, my name is always Mud. Many reasons are bathroom related. Toilet roll on the wrong way round, half a beard, hair in the sink, droplet of water on the floor after a shower. The list goes on. Uh, Fiona, why is your name Mud? Because I've been talking in the sleep for the last three nights, constantly. Oh, do you know what, right? This is interesting for me because I'm a terrible sleep talker and I, and I feel really bad that I keep my other half, Katie, awake by just chatting absolute nonsense. What what stuff have you been talking about in your sleep? Uh, 
that and they're going to repeat. Oh, right. <laughs> what? Like mucky stuff? Do you do wow. sleep talk mucky oh, stuff? It's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, like narrative, like Mills and Boone type, like naughty stuff, or just like, oh, go on, why don't you? That kind of stuff. Uh, a bit more raunchy than Mills and Boone. <laughs> wow. Fiona, my goodness me, this is this this has turned into a Channel Five documentary. This they love this kind of stuff. Wow. <laughs> so, but your name is Mud for this. Yeah. He needs his head red if he's complaining about that kind of thing. Well, he's just he's just very tired. <laughs> But he is. <laughs> Fiona, thank you so much for sharing with us. My pleasure. All right, then. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Paul says, I didn't empty the dishwasher before I went to the gym. Said I would do it now. Told now that I'm cooking dinner. Went for a shower. Come downstairs. It's now been emptied. Wow. Is that a cry for help? It's a, it's a lot of people that uh, are finding that their name, too, is mud, much like mine is today for driving off for a second day running with the pushchair in the boot. Uh, Ballon on Twitter says, Made my tea before work this morning, used all the milk, got a rollicking off the other half when her and the kids woke up this morning <laughs> to no milk for their breakfast. That's uh, bad. James, what's going on with you? Uh, yeah, my name's Mud because I've muttonly, muttonly about said to my missus, we don't need a new TV licence when the renewal come up because we don't watch BBC that much, so she cancelled it. <laughs> and then uh, she said to me, I cancelled it, and I was like, what did you cancel it for? And I was like, well, you said we don't need it. And I was like, well, we do, we watch other TV. <laughs> so, yeah, so she had to renew it, and she now doesn't like me very much. Oh, wow, so you were, you were kind of panicked that you might have the person turn up with the van with the aerial on the top, <laughs> seeing what you're watching, yeah. knock at the door. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. My name is Mud. We want to find out why yours is. John's hanging on. What's happened, John? Because um, uh, I accidentally let the tarantula escape out of its enclosure. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's the worst one yet? Uh, what's the tarantula's name? It's We've nicknamed it Maca. It's uh, part of its Latin name, so it's we've nicknamed it Maca. <laughs> Okay, it's a scouse tarantula. I like their base. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, has it been found? Uh, I did find it, yes. We, we, I changed it, I, I rehoused it into a new enclosure and I must have forgotten to put the lid on properly and then I came back the next day and it was just stuck on the bedroom wall. Oh, my word. So, uh, really, to be honest, even though your name is Mud, Mac is uh, quite the adventure. He doesn't normally get to have a look around the house, does he? <laughs> no, he doesn't, no. He's, uh, he had quite a little wonder about you know what I mean? So he's, uh, he wasn't very happy when I caught him and put him back again, though. It's like your holiday being up too early, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It is, yeah. You seal that lid, John. I will do. From now on, I will do, yeah. We just want to talk very quickly about uh, lovely Carla, our facilities manager here at Absolute Radio. Uh, she's a fellow Arsenal fan she as is well. Indeed. Uh, so, it's, this, this is a massive building with loads, kind of normally loads of people in it. Stuff breaking all the time, as it does in these big old buildings, that kind of thing. Uh, and Carla has had to learn now to do everything pretty much on the job because it's just kind of her. Uh, and she's done brilliantly well, particularly all these weird ups and downs that we've had. Everyone's had mm. over the past 18 months. Uh, we had a, a problem with the computer a little bit earlier on, just before we started the show. And she offered to fix it because she says that she's now a computer expert, <laughs> even though she's not. She's just had to learn on the job, self taught. So, we thought we would dedicate this hour of the show to Carla and if you've become a self-taught expert at anything in life because you've just had to get on with it trained yourself up on it 
Tell us about it. I'd like to put my hand up in the air on this one and say I'm a self-taught expert on air conditioning. An air conditioning expert? First radio station I ever worked at quite often would turn up five o'clock in the morning for the show, find that the air conditioning had completely failed overnight. Now, if you think about a studio with all the electrical equipment in here, critical to have air conditioning. So you'd get in five o'clock, it would be sweltering. Yeah. What you don't want to do is wait till half nine in the morning for someone to come out. So what I did was when someone did come out, went round with them, watched what they were doing to reboot the air conditioning system. The next time I came in, and it was so often, I would, rather than alert anybody... I'd always go around the back, reboot it myself, and then it's all great, it's all fixed. They probably went for years thinking the air conditioning system was faultless. It was me rebooting and fixing it all the time. Maintaining it in the background. This is interesting uh, listening, actually, for myself and producer Adam, and uh, maybe producer Nick as well, because uh, all four of us have been sat sweating cobs in the adjacent studio, mm. which is air conditioning is broken, yeah, yeah. here for six months, and not once have you put your hand in the air and said you can <laughs> fix it. Do you know what I mean? Different system, mate. Can I just throw my hand in the ring? I am a uh, expert wheelie bin packer. <laughs> I'm willing to challenge anyone this at international competition. I can get more bin bags into a wheelie bin by standing in it and squashing them down than anyone else in the United Kingdom or world. I'd like to challenge you at that. During lockdown, I feel I got really, really good, almost sort of like Jenga proportions, maybe yeah. uh, Tetris-like almost with the recycling and, uh, and putting sort of like folded packages in and all that kind of stuff. What, how, what are your skills inside a wheelie bin, though? You're you good at getting stuff down in there? I, I've never got in one myself. Get on in there, brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's like um, it's like you've done a bit of training in a high-level football team and you're just having a break afterwards. High-level bin content on the show this week, I'd say. I- I'm better for it as well. <laughs> uh, James says uh, he's an expert on spreadsheets and Congos. Uh, machine embroidery, rather smugly claimed by uh, Rich Wilkinson. Check him out. And Imogen says uh, she's an expert in accumulation and use of Sainsbury's nectar points. Jason in Leicester says, I do the bin stamping thing as well. I do it with a garden bin. I jam so much stuff in it, I split the bin down the sides. It's now held together with duct tape. <laughs> We're talking about being a self, uh, self-taught self expert in things, uh, mainly because Carla from our uh, building here at Absolute Radio has just taught herself to be a computer expert. What have you taught yourself to do? I don't have a name here of this person that is claiming this genius, but they say I'm a self-taught professional window tinter. Ooh. Been doing it 17 years. I'm only 34. Self-employed for nine years. If you want your car windows black, just come to me. I'd absolutely love to have me windows tinted. And someone says, I'm a self-taught expert in calibrating an ox- oxygen machine in Italian. In brackets, I don't speak any Italian. Further details on that, please. That'd be great. Uh, we've got Georgia on the line right now, though. Georgia, what are you an expert in? Uh, I'm a professional fire breather. Whoa. Just in case people miss that, you are a professional fire breather. I am. So professional right now, you're making money out of this, but you've taught yourself to breathe fire yourself? Uh, yes, I did. I went to the circus uh, when I was about 15, 16 with my mum. Uh, I saw a woman breathing fire on the back of a horse. Um, as you and do. I to her, as you do. And I turned to her and I said, I want to do that as a job, and she burst out laughing. Um, oh, wow. So I think that was the catalyst, really. It was kind of drove me to teach myself and yeah now i perform full-time at an indian wedding venue Wow, that's ama- an amazing because obviously richie's here fixing air conditioning i can squash <laughs> bin bags into a wheelie bin how boring are we <laughs> it's not boring it's not boring unless you don't love it georgia uh, do you have like a a stage name uh, i am a solo artist but i do own and run an agency called the toxic dolls 
Wow, that's a great name. Uh, and when can people see you next then, if they can come and watch um, you do your fire breathing? We are featured at Extreme Screen Park at Mountain Mowbray in Leicester um, for the rest of the contract, which ends on Sunday. Um, we are dotted all over the country, and you can also see us at Excellency Midlands in Telford full-time. Well, and if Richie and I were going to say one step towards learning to fire breathe ourselves, uh, what, is, what is the first thing that we need to do? Uh, find a really, really good instructor, a.k.a. me. Yes. It would be remiss of both of us uh, to have done this for a couple of decades as a job, and it'd be our livelihood to also not say at this stage, don't try this at home. Do not try this at home. No, do not try it at home, but if you do, then please contact the Toxic Girls and we do workshops. We are loving your stories of what you've taught yourself to become experts in. Final word from Kurt, who says, Hi, gang. I'm a self-learned expert on number plates. I can look at any European number plate without reading it or the country code and tell what country it's from just from the layout, font, spacing, etc. immediately. I'm almost never wrong. He says, Yesterday on the motorway, I saw an unusual one and did everything I could to catch up to see where it was from. It was an exotic one from Abu Dhabi. Uh, I was over the moon. If I see any play I don't recognise, I will not rest until I've researched it extensively and worked it out. We salute you, sir. Home time with Bush and Ritchie Thursday evening. Real music still mattering all week. We are celebrating the spookiest season of all. Uh, thanks to Discovery Plus, giving you the chance to win a stream to screen bundle uh, by hearing your scariest paranormal stories. So that includes your 55 inch HD smart TV, your Bluetooth soundbar, your Google Chromecast, all to watch Discovery Plus uh, for a year. And more. And to win, all you have to do is tell us your paranormal stories at absoluteradio.co.uk. We'll be bringing some of the scariest ones to air to win. Full T's and C's are on our website, absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, two people who've done just that are Matt and Amit, who we've got on the line right now. Fellas, can we start by giving us a, a really Halloween-y... Ooh, go for it. Ooh. Pretty scary, isn't it? Oh, it is Ooh, indeed. Oh, dearie me. Uh, right, Matt, kick us off with uh, your ghostly, ghouly story. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this goes back to oh, at least 25 years ago. I used to work and I, in a holiday camp down on the South Coast. Oh, yeah. And I was asked if I could possibly learn the trade to cover for the night manager on the other occasion he wouldn't want to take the evening off. So uh, on my first night of training, one of the uh, last jobs of the evening was to go and uh, lock up the snooker room. Now, the snooker room was at the top of uh, a two-story building with a small corridor leading to it and then a um, spiral fire escape leading from to the outside. So anyway, about two, three o'clock in the morning, we go up into the um, snooker room, check there's nobody in the room. We lock and bolt the fire door, fire escape from the inside. And the night manager always used to like to set the uh, tables up, set the balls up on the table, ready for the first guest in the morning. Mm -hmm. So we set the balls up, we close the door, Start walking down the corridor, bearing in mind the only way now in and out of this snooker room is to come past us through the corridor. Mm -hmm. So we get all the way down to the corridor. We're just about to go through the door to lead down to the stairs to the main building, and we hear an almighty crash coming from uh, upstairs. So we both go trundling back into the uh, snooker room, um, unlock the door, turn the light on. The bolt is still on the fire escape door, so nobody can get in and out. Um, there's a snooker shoe lying on the floor and the balls are still moving on the table. The balls oh. are moving. Wow. Oh. Oh. Snooker ghost. Oh. Like a, it's like a ghost yeah. big break. <laughs> yeah, I've never been able to watch the World Championships since. John Virgo under a big white sheet. Imagine that. Ooh. <laughs> wow, yeah, Matt. Uh, that is something else, right? Amit, uh, what happened to you? 
Yeah, so this was actually a story about um, the day before my wedding day. And um, this actually happened to my wife um, who told me the story. And she missed her grandmother not being at her at our wedding day. And, you know, she talked to me the evening before about how nice it would have been. So anyway, fast forward to about 4 a.m. And, you know, this is what happened. She she rang me and she said, oh my God, guess what's just happened? I said, well, what is it? Like, what's wrong? And I said, you know, what happened? She just couldn't talk. She was trembling. Um, she was just completely lost for words. And and I just said, you know what, just breathe, take it easy. And she said, you know what, like, I heard the door creaking open. It, but I thought it was the wind because my window is always open every night. So I didn't think anything of it. And then, you know, I came out in a cold sweat and then I looked towards the door and I could see a silhouette um, kind of of a person there. And I was like really freaking out. What is this silhouette? And um, and then all she did, she felt, she said she felt something on her heart and it looked like her her grandma's silhouette. And she said, I hope you have a really lovely day tomorrow and I wish I can't I could be there with you wow. and, and with that it was just it was just like disappeared and it was just straight on the phone to me and said oh my god like I'm so scared I, don't, I can't believe it but I'm happy at the same time That's, it's nice to have a nice ghost all this kind of teacups moving around and playing around with balls upstairs in the billiard room or whatever <laughs> what about good old fashioned you know best of luck hope you guys are doing alright and then back out the door double thumbs up like a I mean? ghostly RSVP isn't it yeah 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 That's, uh, I like that <laughs> Amit uh, and Matt, two very different stories, but they're both great. Uh, we'll be back with you next and announce a winner. All week we want to hear your spookiest stories for your chance to win a stream-to-screen bundle thanks to lovely people at Discovery+. Plus. Uh, so it was uh, Matt and Amit we heard from uh, a few moments ago. Uh, the balls moving around on the green bays with Matt, uh, the grandmother, mysteriously silhouetting herself uh, with Amit on the wedding day morning at four in the morning. Two very different stories. Very different stories. Uh, possibly one of the closest of the week so far. But Matt, we want to give you a stream-to-screen bundle Thanks oh, to the very good people at Discovery Plus. Fantastic. Thank you very much, guys. That's brilliant. That's my weekend sorted now. Uh, well, listen, our pleasure. We just love the idea of a ghost taking five minutes out from haunting to have a game of snooker. <laughs> That's great, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got your next chance to win tomorrow, your final chance. Head online to absoluteradio.co.uk. Tell us your ghostly stories for the chance to win. All the T's and C's are there as well. Enjoy yourself. It's all thanks to Discovery Plus, where you can stream a multitude of exclusive originals and bingeable box sets this Halloween. Ooh. It's home time on a Thursday night with Bush and Richie, the radio show that has a radio station for every decade. And right now, it's time to jump through time. Bush and Richie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. One of you could be winning some cash as we take you through the decades. Our brand new game, uh, can you answer a question from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to bag yourself 500 quid? It hasn't panned out all right for the past few contestants. They're still stuck in the space-time continuum. Uh, but we do have higher hopes for Sam, who's on the line right now. Sam, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Hi there, I'm calling from Stockport. Stockport? Stockport, Sunny Stockport. What are you doing today, Sam? Uh, We've been out Halloweening with my niece, and tonight it's just a bit of work and then chillaxing, but it's a bit of TV. Okay, and what does Halloweening entail? Oh, it's like a treasure hunt thing for Halloweeny bits around the local park with dogs and kids all dressed up in fancy dress. 
Wow. Oh. I said, let's see, the, part, the part near me in South End, you don't need to... You just walk down there, there's Halloween going on. <laughs> 365 days a year, I think. Uh, Sam, let's take you through the rules uh, for Through the Decades. Then we're going to give you seven questions, one from each of our sister stations, Absolute Radio, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s, and the present, present day. day. Uh, you have 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. Uh, you can't pass on a question, however. Uh, when the time's up, the game ends. Pretty uh, revolutionary. Does that all make sense? Sense. It all makes sense completely, yeah. Now, we're going to ask you, and we put this into our time machine, what decade they'd like to start with. I just warn you that Graham and Dominic, I think his name is, they're still both stuck in the 80s. So you might want to try... It's not been a great decade for people to start with, I no. think, so far. You might want to try somewhere else, but it's up to you. I'm, going, I'm just going to do it in order. I'm a, I've got some logical mind. So she's going to start in the 60s. Start in the 60s, I like that. Mm-hmm. Right, fair enough. Fair play. Right, Sam, good luck. Uh, let's Thank get you. underway. Through the Decades. Right, which 1961 movie based on an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet featured rival street gangs, the Sharks and the Jets? Oh, gosh, um, Shakespeare in Love, I know it's not that. It's, oh, Sharks and the Jets, I do know what this one is. Uh, West Side Story? Yes, yes. 70s. Side, 70s, who was Prime Minister of the UK for the longest during the 1970s? Um, Nixon, no, not Nixon. Um, gosh, I can't even think. Nixon, Megan. Just working it through in her head. I'm going to keep talking because I can't say the P word. Um, dum dum dum. Oh, gosh, my brain's completely blank. Uh, give me a letter. N, P, R. I mean, not Nixon. <laughs> not Nixon. Not Nixon, no, not even. No, not the UK. Be Quite rosy thing. cheeks. He always had a kind of rosy cheek complexion, like a jolly butcher. <laughs> <sighs> Not Mr. Churchill, it's a bit early. Not Mr. Churchill, no. <laughs> Mr. Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, Sam. Edward Heath. Edward Heath has trapped you in the 1970s. Oh, no. You are lost in time. Courtesy of Home Time with Bush and Ritchie. Oh, no, I bet you would have got the 80s as well. Sam, I'm afraid you, you are you are trapped in the 70s, which means your loft is riddled with asbestos. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sam, hard luck. Uh, no oh, no win for fun. you today. Um, You've got to play our little game that you can do on one of your smart speakers. It's play, play Through the Decades on your Amazon smart speaker right now by saying, open the Through the Decades game. Through the Decades with Tesco So we've had an email through as a home-time listener needs our help. We never lead a listener down. Uh, so here we go. Tom has emailed us. A reminder, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, Tom has emailed us. Uh, he says he's got his 16-year-old lad, Ben, up this weekend. Right. Uh, and the plan is on Saturday night they want to watch a movie together. Ben has said, I just want a movie that's going to make me laugh, Dad. So Ben's 16. Tom's saying, what do we go with? It is a tricky age, 16. 16-year-old lads these days, they've got their consoles, all that kind of thing. You put a film in front of them, it's tough to go with it, they're going to find it funny. Well, there's a few things. It's hard to, to keep their attention. Yeah. You know, even m- my eldest is nearly 12 and it's hard to keep her attention because obviously there's so many little devices going yeah. on and all that kind of stuff. Secondly, 
I've found this a few times now where, where if I've tried to recommend like a film to my eldest, stuff that I've grown up with that was okay then, yeah. it ain't okay now. Yes. Because like, like even Ghostbusters was quite scary. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's a bit of a minefield, actually. Father and son thing as well. They've got to watch it together with neither of them squirming. So it's Tom, <laughs> 16-year-old son, Ben. Ben wants to be made to laugh. Uh, all suggestions welcome, says Tom. I'll get us going. There's something about Mary. You reckon? Well, I don't know. Is that a bit? Um, is that a bit racy? Well, I mean, he's 16. I know, but remember when she answers the door in the hotel room? You got to explain that. I think he knows. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does know, doesn't he? <laughs> If he's not squirming, he will be squirming now. 8.12.15, text us. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. 16-year-old son Ben needs to be made laugh. What film are we going with? Uh, Barbara says, Team America World Police watched it with 11-year-old nephew the other day. He's going to love it. Now, my concern for this is, and I get pulled up on this by my eldest daughter quite a lot, that uh, what was okay not that long ago... Like, for more sensitive people now, yeah. it might seem a bit offensive. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it's a brilliant film. I'll, I'll throw my hat in the ring with, with a, a recommendation. I guarantee you, 99.9% of people listening to the show right now will not remember this film. But we watched it. You know, sometimes you get you get obsessed with a film yeah. when you're a kid and you watch it again and again and again and again on VHS cassette. Uh, a comedy called Moving Violations about a load of uh, people attending, a, like, a traffic school to learn to drive. Like a teen flick. And it, we thought it was absolutely hilarious. I'm sure if I stuck it on now, I wouldn't laugh once. <laughs> but I'd like to suggest that you watch that together. I'm going to check it out on IMDb. I'm going to find what the rating is. Oh, I don't even want to know. 5.7 on IMDb oh, out of 10. That is brutal. <laughs> that is brutal. I'm never watching it again. At the time, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, your suggestions, please. Uh, Samantha, what are we going with? Uh, Step Brothers. Oh, now, just remind me who's in that movie. Oh, Will Ferrell. He's hilarious. He's brilliant, isn't he? And the other bloke. He's never a name I can never remember. <laughs> Curly hair. That's it. Samantha, I'm going to have to hold my hand up here, and I'm sorry to shock, shock everybody. I've not seen it. Haven't you? No. You have to. It's really good. Really, so, really good. A couple of 40-something-year-olds acting like teenagers, so probably quite appropriate. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Is that for us or for 16-year-old Ben? <laughs> for the 16-year-old. Thank you. All right. We, otherwise, we take it personally. Uh, John C. Riley, uh, the other fella in Step Brothers from a few minutes ago. The curly-haired guy. Never remember his name ever. <laughs> quite a few suggestions now. Thank you for all of them that have come in. Uh, for Tom and his son, Ben, 16-year-old, uh, watching a film at the weekend. A lot to choose from. Hopefully, Tom, you got something out of what we've gone with. You guys enjoy Porkies. Let us know how you get on. <laughs> so many people have said, this, is, this has been really, really... We should do this every week. If, if you need a film suggestion from the home time audience, tell us what the situation is. Yeah. They'll come up with it. Everyone loves a good recommendation and feel like we, we're off to a great start here. We'll do this again next week. Home time at absoluteradio.co.uk Do we need to talk about cinema snacks? Um... We spoke about the seating arrangement at the beginning of uh, the podcast tonight. We've got that sorted. Uh, we have. Um, I went double snackage. Uh, I went popcorn, but also um, went little pouch bag. Oh, when did you win the lotto? <laughs> I, would, I swear to you, I would never buy any food in a cinema in a million years. I can't believe you did either. It's because I found £10 in my wallet. Oh, wow. Well, now yeah. that does change things. Uh, and there's only so many places that take cash these days. So I thought, well, I better, I better get rid of this. So what you had... Um, tell us about the popcorn. What flavour? Salted caramel. That's interesting. Do you normally yeah. go for that? No. 
I was going to say it's a bit of a curveball. Yeah, curveball. And then munchies, a pouch bag of munchies. But there was a special cookie dough munchie that's out there right now. Uh, can I ask you, what was your friend's name again? James. James. Was James allowed to reach in and put his hand in the popcorn? No, 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 no. Okay, we're not at that stage. No, I don't share with anyone. 